the thief comes not except to steal kill and destroy i have come that you might have and enjoy life life in abundance until it overflows discover how to live the abundant life in christ through the ministry of pastor ose yao afuakwa pastor afuakwa is the general overseer of faith house charismatic chapel international a thriving ministry in kumase ghana god has commissioned him to preach and teach the word of faith for people to know god better live life better and impact their world better get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory success and limitless prosperity god bless you as you listen like we started it we we have two sessions every night amen and uh, every session god will speak to you amen i'm going to talk about something that all of us know a bit about amen Almost everybody knows something about it. It's just that we happen to have our information. Can we get a microphone? I need somebody to uh, give me a feedback. Yeah. One of the ushers, because I'll ask some questions to start with. Then we'll take, we'll take it from there. Amen. Yeah. I know that every one of you here knows something about sex. How many of you know something about sex? You don't know anything about sex. Okay, everybody put your hand. You don't know anything about sex. Put your hand. Lift up your hand. You don't know anything about sex. You don't know anything about sex. <laughs> Amen. So, we are good to go. Everybody knows something about sex. But we, I want to know where you got your knowledge about sex from. Yeah, so tell me. That one. Where did you get your knowledge from sex? About sex from? Quickly, quickly. Everybody knows something about it, so we just want to know where you got yours from. Okay, quickly. One should be here, one should be there. Yeah. You watch, you got your own from a movie. Wow. Perfect. She had her her tutorials and lessons about sex from a movie. Okay, yes, any other person? Yeah, 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 yeah. Ada? I was taught in my third years on a course sexitology. You were taught my in your... third year. Uh-huh. A course called sexitology. Sexitology. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even pronounce it. Sexitology. Sexitology. Yes, it teaches oh. you everything about sex. It teaches everything about sex. Yes. Wow. Amazing. So this evening, I'm going to give you a course. The course is Sensitology. <laughs> Sensitology 101, yeah. Dave. True school. Senior high. Senior high school. Yes, sir. They taught we you taught, school in taught, school? Yes, we are taught about sex education. You are sex. taught about sex education? Yes, sir. Okay, yeah. Any other person? So we have a movie. We have a course somebody picked. And then we have uh, school, Yeah. My GSS, anytime the graduating students were taught about sex. The graduation, when you were graduating, that's when they yes. taught you about sex. Yes. So that's also school. Another platform, yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Charles. 
Okay. Uh, I got mine from a porn movie. From a, a porn, porn movie. Yeah. When, God bless when, you. When we were young, we like going to one friend's room. Okay. And we watch it, and we'll be like, "Eh, eh, sanity." You see, that's how I got. Wow, it. wow, amazing, amazing. So, from pornography, yeah. From a lady friend. From a lady friend. How did she teach you? <laughs> Experience? That was uh, after the university. No, I'm not asking yes, when it was. I said, was it experience? From experience. All right. Okay, yeah. If any man be in Christ, is a new creature. Don't be looking at him like that. Yeah, Mrs. Kofa. Through peer discussions. Peer discussions. Wow, through friends, yeah. When we were in um, JHS, we heard of a book called Kama Sutra. Kama Sutra? Yes. So uh, we used to go to the internet cafe and then Google it and then watch some of those things. Okay. So, that was what we used so to that's do. from a book, yeah? S rated book. You were watching it at JHS. <laughs> God help you. From romantic novels. From romantic novels. So they describe the act to you. Wow. Any other? All right. Yeah. Um, integrated science reproduction. Reproduction. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Yeah. Please let me take this. So the the guys, you don't, you didn't learn anything about sex apart from David. <laughs> I was taught at home by my parents. You were taught at home by my parents. You were taught at home by your parents. Okay. Okay. So these are avenues through which we have learned about sex. Amen. Yeah, we, we all have learned one thing or the other about sex and it's either through our parents, through school, through friends, through movies and all other aspects. Tonight, we want to learn sex from God. Amen? Yeah, because uh, so far, all the feedback I had, nobody told me he's learning it from church. Praise God. And we are going to teach you about it and it's... it's uh, I will start it, but I will come back and teach it maybe one of the Sunday services. Yeah, because I can, I can yeah, I will teach it in Sunday service. Yeah. Praise God. Okay, come with me to 1 Corinthians 7, verse 1 to 5. New Living Translation. This is just an introduction, and I'm sure tomorrow too will be a bit of introduction. Okay, the New Living Translation, verse 1 to 5. Now, regarding the questions you ask in your letter, yes, it is good to abstain from sexual relations. So, you see, every now and then people are asking about sex. We ask from our friends, we ask from uh, our parents, we ask from all kinds of places. And in those times, people also wrote to Paul and they were asking because in the Corinthian church, a lot of things were going on there. So they wrote to Paul and said, Paul, the way things are happening, what do we do with this thing called sex? Praise God. Because some people were abusing it. Others were living wrongly in it. And Paul said, concerning those things you wrote to me, it is good to abstain from sexual relations. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's good to stay away. 
yeah it's good to stay away and for every person who is born again there's a time you stay away from sex and there's a time you come to sex but because there is so much sexual immorality each man should have his own wife and each one should have her own husband praise god so he seemed to be saying that it's good to stay away from sex but in another breath he's saying that it's also okay to have sex but in within a certain context praise god so stay away if you are not married but if you are married then get busy having sex the husband should fulfill his wife's sexual needs and the wife should fulfill her husband's needs how many of us are married you are married lift up your hands lift up your hands properly if you are married yeah may we obey the command from paul it says the one gives authority over her body to her husband and the husband gives authority over his body to his wife do not deprive the word deprive also means to refuse or to defraud each other of sexual relations unless you both agree to refrain from sexual intimacy for a limited time so you give yourselves more completely to prayer afterward you should come together again so that satan will not be able to tempt you because of your lack of self-control praise god praise god okay the bible says we shall know the truth and the truth will set us free praise god no matter what you know about sex if the knowledge you have is not the truth about it you will never be free from sex praise god and there is no other way to authenticate truth other than the word of god the bible says that sanctify them by thy word for thy word is truth that means what god says about sex is most important than anything anybody can teach you praise god as a believer you live your life by the standards of the word of god not by the standards of things you see in the movie things you may have been taught from home but inconsistent with scripture praise god so by way of introduction i want to run you through 24 lies people believe about sex 24 lies people believe about sex because you are essentially a product of what you believe you may be married you may be single but if your belief is 40 your belief about these things are 40 so will be your attitude and your response to sex 24 things people believe about sex and i'll be running very very fast one there is no need to teach about sex since everybody knows about sex already praise god the past weeks when i started announcing i'll be teaching about sex i'm sure there are people who are in their minds what is he even going to say we already know about sex everybody knows about sex it's not about what you know it's about what you know from god's word about sex praise god that's more important than anything you need to know or you already know about sex if what you know is not from the word of god like our sister told us she understood it or watched it in a movie somebody read it from a book all of these have their own opinions and their way of getting across to you with information and knowledge about sex but what does the word of god says about sex that is very very important number two 
Number two, so there is no need to teach about sex because everybody knows about sex. And I'm telling you tonight, it's important you learn about sex. Somebody say, it's important I learn about sex. Beyond what I'm teaching, I will also give you some books that are worth, uh, are worthy of your attention. You must read and then upgrade your sexual notes. It will help you. Praise God. Yeah, it will help you. So, there is a need to learn about sex. Number two, God is anti-sex because it is holy. It is unholy. God is not anti-sex. That is why I will teach on Sunday so that everybody will know that just as we can talk about every other topic on Sunday, sex can also be talked about on Sunday. Praise God. God is not anti-sex. Sex is God's idea. Adam never asked God he wanted to have sex. God told Adam it's good to have sex. So he brought Eve his way so that he could enjoy himself. God bless you. Because the rest of you are looking very holy. But your holiness will not intimidate me at all. Praise God. Yeah. I know I'm holier than most of you. So you, you, I will not sit down for you to intimidate me. Praise God. Turn to your neighbor and say, God is not anti-sex. Yeah. Sex is very important in the mind of God. So when you are young, you are not married, and your friends tell you that God is uh, all this church thing is uh, it, it's to keep you away from having sex and all of that. No. When we come to church, God is not keeping us away from having sex. He's training us so we can have an enjoyable sex life. Praise God. That is one of the things we come to church to learn. How to have enjoyable sex life. Number three. Sex is only a physical act. Sex is only a physical act. Sex is not just physical. Sex is spiritual. Praise God. Sex is what? Spiritual. Sex is very spiritual. Sex is very spiritual. There are married women who think that sex is kind when their husband is demanding for sex, ah, praise God. In fact, according to scripture, if you don't have sex, you can easily allow yourself for you to sin. That's what the Bible says. When you are married, when you are married and you don't do sex well, you can give room for Satan to tempt you. In other words, sex can be a defense mechanism against sin. Praise God. Uh-huh. For the married, sex is a defense mechanism against it. So when the man touches you, stop shaking your body and shifting to another angle. Praise God. Very, very important. If he's not touching you, you should be demanding he touches you. Sex is not a, a, just a physical act. Sex is very spiritual. Somebody say very spiritual. Because there are some people who think that... Uh, Pastors, how do they produce children? Pastors have sex. Praise God. I'm a pastor. I have sex with my wife. Praise God. It's not. Asha came through sex. Annabelle came through sex. They didn't come through binary fusion or meiosis. Praise God. Yeah. Yeah. Praise God. So that's what it's about. Sex is not a physical art. Sex unites you, spirit, soul, and body. Nothing unites any two people in these three dimensions like sex does. Praise God. 
Yeah, that is the only platform by which we are able to unite like the Godhead. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Through sex. Praise God. So it's very, very crucial that we understand that sex is not only a physical act. When you give your body to someone who is not married to you, you are entering into partnerships you have no idea of. Well, we, just, we just did it and then uh, uh, everything was over and we are gone. No, everything is not over. You are imbibing and taking something that can follow you the rest of your life if God does not help you. Praise God. So sex is not just physical. Sex is very spiritual, it's emotional, and it's spiritual. Number three, four, sorry. Sex originated from the devil and therefore it is bad. Sex did not originate from the devil. It's because they talk about it a lot. That's why sometimes we are made to believe as if sex is from the, from the world. Unbelievers talk about sex much more than we talk about sex. Because when we start talking about sex, it looks like some people don't feel comfortable. Praise God. And I realize that usually those who don't feel comfortable are those who are doing it illegally. Yeah. Those who are fornicating in church. When you talk about sex, they make their face some way. Praise God. Those who are wearing tight jeans at home. The man is married to them, pay the diary, everything. But it's not giving him the attention he demands. When you talk about sex, they say, Pastor, talk about something else. I'm not talking about anything else. It's sex I'm talking about. Turn to your neighbor and say, we are talking about sex. Number number five. Sex is sinful, dirty, and must therefore be avoided totally. Sex is not sinful. Sex is not dirty. Praise God. That's why tomorrow I will touch a bit on how to have pleasurable sex. Those of you who are married. Praise God. Sex is not dirty. So woman, you are married. Don't come to the, the matrimonial bed with debt. Clean up. Shower. Put some uh, nice uh, perfume on your body. Smell nice. And be desirable. Sex is not dirty. Sex is very clean. Somebody say very clean. Do this very clean. Very clean. Sex is very, very clean. So clean. Somebody says, so clean. Yeah, so clean. Praise God. So we <laughs> we must not avoid sex totally. Praise God. We are to avoid sex at a certain time in our lives, but we must not avoid sex totally. God never teaches that sex must be avoided totally. Praise God. Even in marriage, God says, when you want to pause, pause for a short time. It should not be too long. Praise God. Yeah. Pause for a short time. Number six. There are no virgins in the world today. There are no virgins in the world today. When someone is dating you and wants to have sex with you, and is trying to persuade you and use all kinds of things. One of the things they usually use, there are no virgins today. You think that you are special. You are not in this special. Praise God. Please understand that for every, in every generation, God has 7,000 plus people who, are, who have kept themselves and set themselves apart for him. 
Praise God. In every generation, no matter how perverse the generation can be. The Bible said in the days of uh, Noah, every man went wayward. But in that generation, Noah was found righteous before God. Praise God. So don't sit in church and in spite of all that you have been hearing and hearing and hearing, convince yourself demonically that uh, there are no virgins. You may not be a virgin. You may be secondary virgin, tertiary virgin. Thank God for your life. But there are primary virgins as well. Praise God. There are primary virgins. There are primary virgins. Praise God. There are primary virgins. So the fact that you are not, that's not, and I'm not talking about just guys, ladies. There are men who have never known a woman. Praise God. Yeah, there are men who have never known a woman before. And I respect them very highly. Praise God. If you have never known a woman, God richly bless you. If you have never known a man, God richly bless you. Praise God. If you have also known and repented, and you are not uh, messing up. The Lord bless you too. Amen. Praise God. So the virgins. Somebody say the virgins. The virgins. The virgins. They may not be too many. So you must see yourself privileged to be part of them. Praise God. You must see yourself privileged and count yourself blessed to be part of them. Number seven. Sexual desires. And temptations will leave you alone naturally as you grow in age. Sexual temptations and desires will leave you alone naturally as you grow in age. Praise God. There's a, a 17 year story of a 17 year old boy who went to a very old man, about 95 years old man, and went to ask him and said, Dad, you are very, very old. Please tell me, at what age? Do you stop having desires for sex? The man looked at him and smiled. <laughs> he said, uh, go and ask somebody else. I think I'm not old enough to answer that question. <laughs> Praise God. That means that sexual desires are part and parcel of our lives. Praise God. Please and please, young man, young woman, if you are not married, stop binding it. Don't bind it. It's legitimate. Praise God. If you bind it today and it gets bound forever, you will lose. A day will come, you will need to lose it. (laughs) Praise God. That's why the Bible said, control yourself. Control yourself. Restrict it. But don't kill it. Praise God. You need it. God put it in you. So, it does not grow and go away with age. You don't grow away, grow old, and then sexual desires will leave you alone. It may reduce, but it never leaves you alone. Haven't you been reading lately of uh, 75 year olds who are sleeping around with small, small girls in the newspaper? Don't you read them? Yeah. If that thing went away, they would have, it would have gone a long time ago. Praise God. So it never leaves you alone. It's part and parcel of your life. Understand it, get used to it. Praise God. Praise God. Number eight. Sex is the best way to show your love to your beloved before you marry him or her. The best way. You know the best way? The best way is for the person to sacrifice himself for you. That's it. Praise God. 
including his sexual desires and appetite. If he's able to sacrifice all of that and says, you know what, this is the way I feel. I feel about you. But because I love you, I choose to sacrifice all of that until we marry. The Bible says in John chapter 15 verse 13, greater love are no man than this, that the man shall lay down his life, that the woman shall lay down his life for his friends. So real love is sacrificial. It's not selfish. Praise God. That's what it's about. That's what it's about. Number nine, premarital sex is okay as long as we, you intend to marry. It's not okay. Praise God. Let's do it. After all, we are going to get married. The question is, what of if you don't marry? Praise God. And most of the time, after it has happened, that is what usually happens most of the time. Praise God. Because for men, in a relationship, one of the things they are looking forward to having access to someday in the relationship is sex. So if you give him access to it today, you have brought the future to him now. So what is there to look for? Praise God. Yeah, it makes it easier to quit. Praise God. And those who have had that experience before, you will testify. If you'll be very honest. Praise God. The moment it happens, your attitude towards the relationship changes, particularly the guy. Praise God. Yeah. And a man can do a lot. He can he can do all one year, two years doing everything, gradually trying to get you there. Praise God. Yeah. So as a woman, you must never give in. Praise God. Receive grace never to give in. Yeah. Because you compromise a lot of things. Don't do it. Praise God. If he loves you very, very much and really wants to marry you, then you should wait. Praise God. If he cannot wait, he doesn't love you enough. So, premarital sex is okay as long as we intend to marry. Number 10. God made us sexual and therefore must be blamed if we can't control ourselves. After all, who gave you those genitals you have? Who gave you the bobby? God. Everything you have, God gave it to you. Praise God. Everybody look at me here. Listen. You can't frighten me. I've told you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You are already spot. You are, you, are, you are behaving and acting as if I'm the one spoiling you. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> I am actually restoring you. Praise God. God made us sexual and so therefore must be blamed if we can't control ourselves. Praise God. That is a lie from the pit of hell. God made you sexual. And he also put in you what it takes to control yourself. Praise God. So you can't, you can't use that excuse that because God made us sexual, if he had made us without organs, then we know we are free. But he has put all of these things here. The Bible said there is time for everything under the sun. So though God made you sexual, there is time for it. Praise God. Number 11, marriage is the best antidote to sexual temptation and lust. Marriage is the best antidote. There are some people who are like, when I marry, we'll have our breakfast in bed, lunch in bed, supper in bed. We won't go anywhere. Praise God. (laughs) Wait until you marry. (laughs) 
And I pray that you even have grace to sustain it lunch, supper, and dinner during your honeymoon. Just during that week, I pray you have grace enough to do it. Praise God. When you are not married, you have wild ideas. How you want to do this thing? Why you marry and finish? <laughs> Praise God. A time comes, they are even calling you, you are running away. Praise God. Yeah. 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 In fact, there are people who are married and if that <laughs> most times people marry and sometimes if they don't work on themselves consciously, their sexual lives go down the drain. Praise God. Yeah. Yeah. So before you marry, it looks like it's the most important thing. When you marry and finish, you realize that uh, there's shop money to pay, school fees to pay. When you think about all of that, sex is not on your mind. May sex be on your mind when you marry. In the mighty name of Jesus. So, Marriage is not the best antidote to it. When I get married, no lady will tempt me again. Hey, after you have tasted of the powers that be, you will yearn for more and more. Praise God. If you have never had sex, good for you. But when you have one before, I want more. As if you are in the spirit. You are in the spirit. Praise God. Yeah, that's how it works. That's how it works. Praise God. So don't, don't deceive yourself to think it's a lie. To think that it will solve it. The best antidote to uh, sexual temptation and last is self-control. Somebody say self-control. Self-control. Well, if you look at what we read, he said that uh, even when you are married, you should be able to restrain yourself for a limited period of time. Restrain yourself. So, even when you are married, there will be a time where you have to restrain yourself. One of those times is during fasting and prayer. Praise God. And that one must be by mutual consent. You don't tell your wife, I mean, 30 days of fasting and prayer, 21 days of fasting and prayer, don't touch me. There are some people who will not even allow their husbands to kiss them or their wives to kiss them when they are fasting. Praise God. Yeah. Praise God. It reduces the anointing. (laughs) It doesn't reduce any anointing. Praise God. Yeah, that's the truth. It doesn't reduce any anointing. It is because, among other things, in a fasting time, you don't have much strength. Praise God. Physically, you are not so strong. Unless you tap into grace. Praise God. And I'll talk about that tomorrow. Yeah. You can engage grace to have super sex. That, you see, that, 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 that is what, that is what, that's why I was saying that sex is a spiritual thing. When you treat it as a spiritual thing, even when you don't have natural strength, supernatural strength will come. Yeah. <laughs> Receive supernatural strength. Praise God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Praise God. 
okay, okay, okay. Okay, so self-control. Somebody say self-control. So you don't know. I said the reason why we do that is because of limited strength and then also because we want to concentrate much more. Praise God. Number number sex is just for fun. Nothing more, nothing less. That's a lie. Sex is not just for fun. Praise God. It's not just for I said sex is not just for let's have fun. Let's have fun. No. Sex is a huge responsibility. Praise God. When you do it, Papa Bashi, when you finish, let me tell you, children will follow. Praise God. And when they come, their school fees must be paid. So most of the time, people go in for fun. And when the result now shows, then they are thinking of abortion. Adding sword to injury. Praise God. Sex is not just for fun, it's a responsibility. So you must understand that. Sex is not just for fun. Sex is a duty. Number 13. Sex is just for making babies. That's also a lie. Now that we have finished making babies, you should leave me alone. Don't tell your husband that. Praise God. Now that you have finished making babies, it's time to actually enjoy the thing. Praise God. (laughs) Praise God. Yeah. Because all along, when you are thinking of making babies, <laughs> when, when it happens and the person is not ready, his mind is thinking. Even when you are married, when you are married and maybe you don't plan to bring forth at a certain time, and you also don't want to use certain protections, when you do it and finish, you are thinking, will, he, will she become pregnant? Will she not become pregnant? I'm telling you. Praise God. So the best time where you do it without any of such thought in your mind is when you have finished making babies. At that time, you can do, take the most secured of uh, preventive mechanisms and you know that when you are on, you are on. There is no light off. Praise God. <laughs> Praise God. Okay. Sex is very, very scary. Praise God. That is also one of the things that people say to uh, provoke some people to want to explore it and to see and test uh, and test it to see whether it's truly scary. Sex is not scary. I said sex is not what? Yeah. And by reason of science, advancement in science and other things, you don't, whether you are doing it for the first time or you are doing it multiple times, it doesn't have to be scary. Praise God. There are many things and many ways you can have it without it being painful. Praise God. Yeah, many ways. (laughs) Now, number 15. It's okay to pet, fondle, and kiss while courting as long as there is no physical penetration. That's a lie. That's what? That's what? Say it louder. That's what? So if you are petting, fondling, and kissing, you are equally doing the thing. Praise God. Because if you are a true child of God, the moment you do that and finish, you see that your heart begins to condemn you. If it was not as bad, you won't have that kind of conviction. So sex is, is not just 
the penetration is the climax of it. But it starts from somewhere. Praise God. It's a whole process. Yes, it's not just an act. It's a process. Praise God. It's a process. It's a process. And if you start it and you end it halfway, it's not right. And it's also not healthy. Praise God. Praise God. Number 16. Premarital sex is necessary to check your sexual compatibility with your partner before marriage. We need to test our compatibility. <laughs> you don't need to test any compatibility. Praise God. The Bible said, Love believes all things. Love believes what? What has the sister told you? If you talk, the only thing is that when you meet, you are watching movies filled with erotic scenes. So the only thing that fills your mind when you meet is sex, 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 sex. You don't even talk in the relationship. Praise God. But when you talk and you talk well, whatever the partner is telling you, you must believe it. She tells you that she, she's not into anything like that. Uh, everything is okay. You must believe it. Praise God. Don't be another Thomas. Believe it. You don't have to see anything to believe it. Praise God. Because you have believed many things up to this time. When you sat in a bus and the driver was said he was taking you to a car, you didn't inspect his license, but you sat in. Praise God. When you sit in a plane, they don't show you their aviation, uh, uh, aviation school certificate. But you sit in, and the pilot tells you, I'm taking you to a crowd, be cruising at an altitude of so so and so. You sit in, rest your arm, and you begin to cruise. Praise God. Why is it that now? <laughs> May the Lord help somebody. You see, you must believe it. Turn to your neighbor and say, believe it. Yeah. Number 17, it is impossible to keep. Wow. It is impossible to keep a man or a woman in courtship without having sex with them. That's a lie. The quickest way to lose them is to sleep with you. Praise God. When a man sleeps with you, the, the chances that he will leave you alone is 90 to 100%. Praise God. Very, very high. Very, very, very high. Even if he doesn't leave you alone, he may do it with other people on the side. Praise God. So don't give your body away cheaply as a child of God and think that you are going to retain him. If God brought him into your life, you must have faith that he will stay with you. Praise God. You don't have to do anything to maintain him. You just have to be yourself, live a holy life, please God, and God is able to make you maintain the person. Give me an amen. amen. Okay. Number... 18, you cannot have an exciting sex life in marriage if you don't try it before you marry. It's a lie. What you need to have an exciting sex life is knowledge like this. Praise God. Knowledge like this. Knowledge. When you are well informed, you don't need anything. You don't need to watch a pornographic movie. That one is also another point. Praise God that I, I want to educate myself. You sit down and you watch pornographic movie. I want to prepare. So you come for counseling and after counseling, you go and do your own counseling with TV. <laughs> Practical lessons. <laughs> what we learned at counseling was theory. <laughs> we want to do the practical. 
don't damage yourself. Praise God. Turn to your neighbor and say, you don't have to try it. To enjoy it. Yeah. In fact, when you actually try it, you have problems. Premarital sex, number 19, premarital sex with multiple partners cannot affect your future marriage negatively in any way. Now, people believe like that. So, in relationship one, sex went on. In relationship two, sex is about to go on and they cannot be bothered. Listen, the more people you get involved with before marriage, the more difficult it becomes to bond with your spouse. Praise God. So, when you are in the act of sex as a couple, when instead of enjoying what your spouse is doing, you are reminiscing what uh, Jojo Lassisi was doing. Yeah, you'll be reminiscing. And you'll be comparing those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You compare them. That's when you can pass comments like, oh, I think your sexual performance needs to improve. Praise God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you are too green for me. Hey! Listen. Why you talk like that? <laughs> you, you, you can spoil a lot of things. Praise God. Yeah. When both of you agree, you start from somewhere. Praise God. Praise God. So don't take things for granted. A man will love you more if he has sex with you. That's not true. A man will love you more if he has what? Sex with you is not true. Don't be deceived. That when he has sex with you, then he will love you more. Even those of us who are married, where sex is supposed to bring intimacy, if the other things are not working, you see that the love is really not as effective as it ought to be. So the sex may be going on. And the man you yourself, you are not enjoying it. The wife is also enjoying it because other things come to play to make love real love. Can somebody say an amen? amen? So, people, a man will not love you because you gave your body to him. Most of the time, when you give your body to them, according to the story we have in Second Samuel chapter 13, verse 14, we realize that sometimes sex can bring more hatred. After he has done the thing, uh, he can begin to hate you. 21, it's alright to masturbate while waiting to get married. Okay, me, I won't do it with anybody. I'll do it to myself. It's equally wrong. Praise God. Masturbation, whether by a male or a female, is wrong. Having sex all by yourself, like those instruments are capable of helping people do now, it's wrong. Praise God. Yeah, the Bible says, if you even unveil a woman in your thoughts, you have, you have committed adultery or sin already. How much more? When you take this banana and you insert it where? You are, you are off. Praise God. Praise God. Pornography prepares you for an exciting sex life in marriage. Pornography. And there are couples who even watch pornography. He will call his wife and say, come and sit down. Let's watch. Let's watch. <laughs> Let's watch. Let's get some techniques from here. Listen. Those things are very cool. <laughs> Praise God. Those action things you see, <laughs> they are only rare in movies. Praise God. You try it, you die before your time. 
Praise God. Yeah. You better enjoy what your wife is doing and what your husband is doing. Yeah. Enjoy it. Enjoy it as it is. Yeah. Enjoy it as it is. And keep maintain your focus. All of those delusions. <laughs> let, me, let me just say. Number number 23. So pornography does not prepare you for an exciting sex life. 23. Sexual sin is just like any other sin. Sexual sin is just like any other sin. According to scripture, sexual sin is not like any other sin. Praise God. Yeah. Bible never sees sexual sin. In as much as God does not great sin, sexual sin is noted in scripture as not being like any other sin. In the book of Ephesians, he says, as becometh saints, fornication should not be mentioned among us. Praise God. Yeah. It should not be mentioned among us. He says, he that, I think you should read that scripture before I close. First Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19. First Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19. What does the Bible say? First Corinthians 6, 19. Do you, don't you realize, verse 19, know ye not that, okay, let's start from verse 16, I think. Or do you not know that he who is joined to a harlot is one body with her? For two, he says, shall become one flesh. Verse 17. But he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. 18. Flee sexual immorality. Every sin that a man does is outside the body. But he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. You see the distinction? Praise God. Every other sin is treated in a certain way. This one is treated in another form. That's why Jesus could also speak and say that uh, if somebody, the, the only grounds that some, some people believe, and it's, it's actually scripture, actually, actually. Praise God. It's just that there's a higher law above that one as well. That when someone commits fornication in a marriage or adultery, then there is permission for divorce because it's not deemed as the same. Are you following what I'm talking about? So sexual sin is not the same as other sins. Praise God. Finally, another lie Satan used to keep people perpetually in bondage is that God does not forgive sexual sins. Yeah. God does not forgive sexual sins. So sometimes you fall into a sexual temptation you confess and Satan keeps on coming back to you again. Do you think God has forgiven you? No, it's a lie. Don't deceive yourself. Don't deceive yourself. And the more you entertain that guilt or condemnation, the easier it becomes for you to go back to it. Praise God. It becomes very easier for you to go back to it. Hear me and hear me very good. God forgives all sins. Praise God. I said God forgives what? All sins. The condition is only one. Confess and forsake. Confess and what? Proverbs 28 verse 13. Proverbs 28 13. The Bible said, Proverbs 28 13. The Bible says that if we confess, he, he said, he who confesseth his sin shall not prosper, but he that confesseth and forsaketh. Can you see that? He says, he who confesseth his sin will not prosper. 
but whoever confesses and forsake them shall have mercy. The challenge with our generation is that we know how to confess. We don't like to forsake. Praise God. And according to this scripture, mercy is granted on the basis that you have confessed and you have forsaken. Praise God. But as we are speaking now, if you are into any sexual sin, pornography, actively sexing up, though not married, and you are still, say, in spite of all you are saying, as for me, I will have to enjoy myself. Body no be firewood. Nobody has said body is firewood. But the attendant consequences in sexual sins will also follow your life. Praise God. So you can't take things for granted at all. When you confess and forsake, if you did one last night, thank God for last night. But thank God for today. Praise God. Thank God for what? Today. The Bible said the steadfast love of the Lord never fails. His mercies are new every morning. The mercy is available to you this minute if you confess and forsake. But if in spite of all that you have heard so far and all you continue to hear, if you decide to continue, uh, I won't say what will happen, but scripture has a lot to say. In a moment, I want you to pray and speak to God before uncle comes. I want you to speak to God and ask him. If you are into anything like that in a relationship, until you got to know what you have learned tonight from scripture. There, there's a certain philosophy. Petting and kissing are okay for you. And you've been doing it. Still singing. Doing it. Still ushering. And tonight you want to say, Father, have mercy on me. Restore me. Forgive me. Open your mouth and minute speak to God. Open your mouth and speak to God. One word. One word. Can heal Pastor Afuakwa has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. To get a copy of other messages as well as books by Pastor Afuakwa, please call 020-422-5790 or 027-422-5790 or email us at faithhousechapel at yahoo.com Get interactive with Pastor Afuakwa on Facebook and Twitter. You can also visit our website www.faithhousechapel.com for any other information. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our two English services, 6.30 to 8 a.m. fair service, 8.30 to 10.30 a.m. second service, and on Tuesdays for our word encounter service, 6 to 8 p.m. at our church auditorium on the top floor of Nanaama Ejakuma Plaza opposite the Unity Oil Station Santa Seranabout, Kumase, Ghana. God richly bless you.